Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Guys, I need to get a restraining order against Christmas. I'm serious. It's it's gotten to that point. First of all, I want to say there is literally no Jewish girl on the planet that loves Christmas the way that I do. Okay. And I'm going to dedicate like an entire thing to it closer to Christmas, but I don't want to rush us because we still have to get through Thanksgiving and there's time. But I'm having a little issue. I am being stalked by Christmas. Let me explain. My Instagram feed, I don't know if anyone else is having this issue, but my Instagram feed has gone from things that I want to see to things Instagram is suggesting that I want to see. So the people I follow, I'm not seeing your posts, you guys. I'm only seeing posts that Instagram is like, you follow this, you should follow this. You follow this, you might like that. You No, no, no. I know how it works. If I want to see it, I'll see it. You don't need to tell me about it. About it until one fateful morning, I wake up to a suggested post. It's a Christmas scene, a beautiful, snowy, overly decorated with colorful lights Christmas scene. And I Instagram was like, you might want to follow this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I might. And I did. That was a huge mistake because ever since then, Instagram all day, every day is suggesting other Christmas accounts for me to follow. I didn't want to live inside a Harry and David's catalog, okay? I didn't want to live in Macy's Santa Village, you guys. I wanted to see a nice Christmas vignette here and there to just, you know, switch it up from the pessimistic, angry memes that I follow. So I was like, oh, this would bring some some light to my day. Well, guess what? Now my entire day is covered in Christmas lights and I feel like it's going to descend sensitize me to Christmas. And I keep telling Instagram, I don't want to follow this. I'm clicking not interested when it's suggested. I'm going through the steps to let Instagram know I literally hate these posts, even though I don't, they're beautiful. It's just too many, right? Like one is okay. 27 in your feed a day is just too many. So I'm literally like not interested, not, and Instagram doesn't care. It's like that spam call you get 40 times a day about your car warranty. I feel assaulted. I, (laughs) I need to get a restraining order against Christmas. I'm worried that when I'm sleeping, Christmas is going to come knock on my door and be like, let me show you these motherfucking decorations. That's what I feel like is going to happen. Look at this peppermint chocolate next to the fireplace. You sad girl. You better like this wreath or I'll fight you. That's what it feels like. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Guys, very exciting. But this week I have two don't hate me's. I'm just feeling very hateful. So I want to give you two. I'm not feeling hateful. I just happen to have two that I want to do this week. The first one, this is Bravo. Okay. This is a Bravo. Don't hate me. So if you guys are not Bravo watchers, I promise you this only lasts one minute. So just like get through it and then we'll be on to the next. Don't hate me but I am completely repulsed by the show Winter House. Let me explain. I am a huge Southern Charm fan. I've been watching it since the beginning. I love all the characters. I'm fully invested. I despise Summer House. I literally despise it. There's nothing I hate more than Summer House. And 
I think the reason is because the first summer I saw it, I was like, okay, these kids are like in their 20s and have a share house. Then as time went on, they were like 40 in a share house and they were (laughs) they're blackout drunk every night. I think Kyle is a full on alcoholic and I'm actually worried about him and I'm confused why the producers don't help him. And he is not nice to Amanda. I don't understand why they're not married yet. And I don't understand why Amanda stays with him when he is who he is. I'm sorry. But like if you if I was watching that show when they were in college, I'd be like, live free, like you're young, do it. But to have theme parties every night when you're 39 years old and you're blackout drunk, by the way, I'm not like age shaming them. What I'm saying is I'm all for having a theme party or costume party here and there. I'm all for getting drunk until you black out once in a while, but to do it every single day for months just seems like a lot. I mean, obviously I'm going to watch it at this point. I'm invested, right? I need to know if Lindsay's going to lose her mind or, you know, what page season that guy, Andrea, who makes me vomit, you know, I need to keep watching. Anyway, don't hate me. The show repulses me, but I am going to keep watching every minute of it. Okay, now for my second don't hate me. Don't hate me. But if I hear the term chef's kiss one more time, like chef's kiss with that little, you know, kissing the fingers thing, I am going to lose my mind. When did this become a thing? Like when did this become a mainstream internet thing. I don't know, but I hate it. I don't know why I have a visceral reaction to the word chef's kiss and the motion. I don't want this to be part of our lives. And I know I'm too late. You guys, I can't stop it. I'm one woman, but all of you are like posting things and like chef's kiss. And I don't know why it annoys me so much. Maybe I have to look within. Maybe I secretly subconsciously at one point in my life wanted to become like a chef and I never did. So it angers me, but I know that's not true because I literally never wanted to become a chef. I wanted to become a professional eater, but I don't want to like cook it. So that's not it. But that's what my therapist would say. She'd be like, find the trigger. And there's no trigger here other than to say it annoys me. I don't like the term and I don't like that it's so popular now. Don't hate me. On that note, uh, I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, I love the guest. I love the topics. I think you guys will too. Uh, As always, thanks to everyone who's left a review and shared and written to me. You guys rule. If you haven't left a review yet, this is your friendly reminder. Please do after you're listening to this episode. Uh, Without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Guys, I'm so excited today. I have my best friend, Kim is back. The people have spoken. Everyone really loves when I have my friends on and I do too. So I had to have Kim come back. Welcome back, Kim. Thanks, Jenna. Um, Okay. We have a lot to get into today, but first and foremost, I want to talk about tipping. Okay. Tipping, in my opinion, has gotten so out of control. I'm not anti-tip. I'm a great tipper. I worked as a waitress. I worked in the service industry. I know how important tips are. However, 
what happened that we now tip everyone we come in contact with? What's, what's going on? So here's my thing. I sometimes feel like I'm shaming myself by tip. Like I'm like shamed into tipping certain things. Yeah. I am a big tipper when it comes to restaurants. I am a big tipper in taxi cabs. Services um, that someone's services. providing and you know they work on tips mainly. But if somebody is handing me something, just handing me something, something that I could have done, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tip. And sometimes I feel guilted into doing it because it's like this gigantic screen. Everybody behind me sees like yes. that, I put, that I tipped no tip or, or if I'm treating a friend to coffee where it's literally just like a pour and serve, I'm not talking about like a cappuccino or right. They're not barista Right. No, no, no. It's just like, we're getting just a quick thing. And then I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll treat. And then they watch me and I'm like, oh, I, I <laughs> they have watch to tip. you not tip. And no, I know in those situations, I'm like, I know. and then, and then I either don't tip and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. I don't either. Or I tip and I'm like, I feel so bad. It's like, it's like, you're doing it because you feel peer pressure, but, but you, they're not doing a service. Well, that's the thing. All. Like, that's the thing. If they're like busy back there making barista e things or a bartender, of course, of course. But I was in a position yesterday, went into like wherever I bought a light bulb, a toothbrush and probably paper towels. At and C- as like I'm CVS, it wasn't CVS. Cause I was, I checked myself out at CVS. I, it was the um, grocery store. It was some local, like locally store. And right. as I'm checking out on the iPad and it says, do you want a tip? No. And the person's crazy. looking at me, the cashier's looking at me. And I was like, no, no, I literally just personal shopped for myself. And yeah. Now, it, this wasn't seamless. This wasn't Postmates. This wasn't no. like Instacart. You literally like, what were you to, it's, it, it would be as though CVS said, would you like to tip? Well, it brings me to my next question. Cause you know, I talk about self-checkout a lot on here. Cause I'm always like, oh, do I get employee benefits? Like, do I tip myself at checkout? I was just going to say, they should be tipping you. They should be tipping me. They should be tipping me. I don't know when this started and it is, it's shame. It's like, you literally have to look them in the eye and be like, and I always wonder, can they see the screen that I see? Can they see that I am clicking no tip? Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What if you happen to have like a dollar or something and you're going to put something in the tip jar? What if you tip in the tip jar, but they don't see it? Did you tip? Funny you ask. (laughs) That was actually on my list of questions for you. I get anxiety. I feel like I have to time it properly. So they know I'm not stiffing them. And I feel like literally when I put, when I put the money in, I am like, they missed it. And then they turn around and I'm like, I I can't say I, I did it. Like you can't say that. So instead I walk around thinking for the rest of the day that that the person behind the counter thinks that I didn't tip them, even though I did. Well, it's almost (laughs) like it would be better if you were tipping change because it would make a clink. Sometimes I throw in change just to make the clink more aggressive. (laughs) Okay. There should be something. I think, I think we should invent a device to make it less awkward where there's like a bell, like a slot with a bell. So when the money goes in, it's like, okay. But then what about for the people that were like, I I just 
I just ordered a Coke. Like I ordered just a soda. I don't need to tip. And then am I going to be shamed because they have like, to the live bell with the shame off. of no bell. They have to, it, someone's going to be shamed and it shouldn't it's be no the end. people. It shouldn't be the people that went above and beyond and put money in the tip jar. Yeah. So the other people will have to live with the shame, but I feel shame all the time because when I go grocery shopping, you guys, I, I don't mean this meanly because I think everyone should get paid with their worth, but why are we tipping the cashiers now? Why? Like it, what happened? This is I new. Just, yeah. Like, it's not like, I mean, maybe back in the day when there were like separate people who did the bagging and you tipped the mm, baggers or if the bagger brought, brought the bag to a suburban theoretical car if we were in the suburbs, but that doesn't happen. Maybe we are so wrong and not aware of things, but I would think that grocery store employees don't need to be tipped. Okay. Now here's my other stance, right? I would rather these tips be built into the price. I feel this way all the time, like for school. Okay. If you're going to expect me to make a donation, just uh-huh. raise the tuition. However, how much you want the do- do- donation to be, or like, I, I don't yep. have this anymore because yep. my son's older, but remember when you're little and the kids were in like kindergarten, you had to get a teacher, a gift or a gift yes. card. And you didn't know what the right amount was just build it into the tuition. So that they did that at one of the preschools where I used to work, where they would add in, I think it was like a hundred dollars, like that went to the PTA fund or fee. And then instead of doing gifts, they just, the PTA would write a check. And so they got like a bonus. the teachers got like a bonus or something like that. Yes, that would be nice. By the way, when it's you invite me to your bar mitzvah, sell, sell me a ticket so I know what the gift is. Sell me a ticket. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> sell me a ticket to your wedding. Oh my God, I never know. hilarious. <laughs> I never know what the right amount is. I know I'm not mm-hmm. alone. You're not alone. Everyone feels this. I'm surprised we're not walking around with like Venmo scan codes on our head. <laughs> like, oh, I like that sweater, that guy's sweater. I'm going to tip him for making my day better. I am a big believer in big tipping for people who are busting their asses that are on their feet all day, like the service, like, like the servers at a restaurant, cab drivers. Absolutely. A hundred percent pay back that medallion. Like you guys are working for endless, endless hours. Yes. For light bulbs. No. No, I, I agree with are that. Are we wrong? Are we? No. Like, and I'm also wondering we... if I should walk around with like a Venmo plaque, like a necklace around my neck and like hold the door for people and then be like, maybe that's our new tipping. Necklace. Maybe that's, that's new... what we do. Cause everyone yeah. now is conditioned to tip everyone anyway. The next thing I want to discuss This actually came from a social study listener uh, in Utah. You know how I always say, guys, like submit your ideas. I mean it. Like I want them. I love them. I love to talk about them. And I want to know that you're listening. And I like when my audience is involved. So Liz Sorensen in Utah wrote me this social observation. The people that are always on speakerphone in public. Not only are they on speakerphone, but it's likely they have a trillion people to call at all times. Like they're the most popular person on the planet because they're never not on the phone. The way they hold up their phone 
with the speaker right by their mouth. I can't even deal. Well, guess what, Liz? I agree with you. I do too. What is up with those people? Here's the thing. I have this thing I like to say to people all the time. Just because someone speaks the loudest doesn't make it true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. However, when I'm watching those people on the phone, and I hate to say this, there's a part of me that feels like they're on the most important conversation ever. It needs to be quiet around. Yeah, like I have to be quiet. What's happening? I know in in my head that it's nuts that they're doing that. But there's a part of me. That thinks they're like conduct, like they're buying Anacott steel and it's the movie wall street. That's how <laughs> old I am, but that's my reference. But they're just standing in the street, screaming at the phone, like their ears fell off. <laughs> but here's, here's my, here's my advice for everyone. This is what I think we should do. If people feel that they should be on speaker in a crowded place, I've seen it on a friggin' subway, by the way. I think that means they're inviting us into the conversation. It is now a conference call. And, and I think that when you hear, when you hear the other person talking and if they're like, I should have got those boots and marshals, you just say, Susan, oh my God, you should have Susan, you know, you can't wear those boots. You have bunions. Like we should just (laughs) chime in. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so this happened to me recently. Um, I was getting a pedicure and there was a lady and there were signs, there were signs all around. Don't use cell phones here. This is a quiet zone. And there was some lady, was she ordering cake? I don't know, but she was just loud and on the phone while she was getting her nails dried. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's so rude. Like, is she going to shut up? Like, is she- you said and- that? Yes, I did. So you were sitting alone. Wait a second. You're sitting alone in the nail salon. Okay. And now I'm in the pedicure section, but you were saying it to to the left. I'm just saying it to the other people. You are brave. You are brave. Okay. But there are, I'm a doormat. I respect it. I'm a doormat. That is not true. You talk to strangers every single day. I do, but I think I'd be scared to complain. I feel like I was like making a connection and so for me, I make my friendships out of a common, finding a common enemy, uh, right? Okay, fair so enough. like this person had been on the phone long enough that I had made eye contact with and like some eye rolls with like a couple of other people that were like sitting across from me or like the woman who was do, you, doing my pedicure. Like we did like a couple of like, oh God, you know? Yeah. When, but yes, I did say something. And did she stop? No, she was talking so loud. She didn't hear me. But what I was hoping would happen is that somebody that worked there would go over and be like, shut the fuck up. They didn't. And eventually the person left while on the phone. But yes, I had to say something for me. By the way, funny that you wouldn't Jenna for that. I'd be scared. I don't know, but I will say, I did say something mean to a stranger on purpose because they were mean to me recently. Okay. What happened okay. was I was, you are, you're not mean. I think, no, that's I know. It. I think that deep down you are much more friendly <laughs> than I am. No, it's that I hate. It's like, you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. <laughs> I want to be the bad cop. <laughs> I, I feel like cop. you live longer when you're the bad cop. Cause I have like, I want to, I want to be the bad cop. No, I think the bad cop always dies in the end. No, there, and the no. good cop lives forever. Only the good die young. 
if <laughs> I may time. about myself. I, I, okay. will, I will take that. Okay. Okay. So here's a fight with, I had with a stranger recently, I, not a fight, but I said something that was out of character for me. I was going to meet LL at the tail end of a work event that he was at. And okay. I was with three other people and there was a bouncer who let us go upstairs uh, at this restaurant that, which is where the event was. And upstairs was also some sort of private club. So these women walk by and they hold, they open the rope. They're clearly not bouncers. They're just goers of this establishment and they seem a little regular. Okay. So meaning, I'm sorry, they seem like regulars or yeah, they, they seem, seem like, like regular. regular people. No, they seem like regulars <laughs> at the place. They knew the okay. bouncer. They're like they knew the bouncers. The they knew to open the rope. Okay. They, they open the rope to the staircase. Now they open the rope to the staircase. I'm with three girls and they, she's with two girls. She opens the rope. Her friends go in and the three of us walk in with them. Okay. Yeah. So instead of just being gracious and holding the rope, she goes, she throws the rope. She throws the rope at us. And she goes, I'm not the bouncer. Like she didn't want us. She didn't want to hold the rope for us. Okay. Right. And I was just in disbelief. Like who the fuck, like I would hold the rope for 800 people. Like who cares? Right. Right. So we're on the staircase going upstairs and she's in front of me and she's wait, she threw, I'm sorry. She threw the rope at you. Did you catch it? No, she just like threw it down and it like hit our legs. Okay. Like she had a tantrum. She's like, I'm not the bouncer. So then I held the rope and then we're walking up the stairs and you know, I am casual. I'm in sneakers. These women are in like getups. They've spent their entire night preparing to go out to this place. Right. Like these are planned outfits. I am right behind her. And I say to my, these two girls I'm with, I go, that's so weird. Didn't you think she was the bouncer? She looks just like the (laughs) bouncer. I was like, how crazy that she's not the bouncer. So she started, (laughs) she started to turn around and yell at me. And I just acted like I couldn't hear her. But, but it was so great because rather than like get angry at her, I was like, oh my God, you guys, isn't that weird? Like, didn't you think she looked like the bouncer and the tantrum she was having from up a flight of stairs towards me was amazing. Jenna, that's genius. I know. I love that. I was so happy. That really like, I should have tipped her. I should have tipped her. We're going to switch gears for a second because you know I'm obsessed with talking in fake accents and you were telling me that when you get angry with your kids, you speak in a Queens accent, like you're from Queens, which is confusing to me because you've never lived in Queens a day in your life, but I need to hear it. Can you do it for us? I don't know if I can do it. I just know for certain that whenever I get pissed at my kids, I yell at them in a Queens accent. It's the weirdest thing. Can you yell at me in a Queens accent right now? I can't yell at you right now because I'm not mad. Can you like talk to me in a Queens accent? I know what I do. And I'm like, get over here now. Like, wait a second. Like you're kidding or that's how you're doing. What are you doing? You talk like that for real or you're when I yell at my kids. I do. 
Wait, and when you t- yell at your kids, you I'm turn like, into Debbie Mazer? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? I don't know. Well, I think the problem is, is that early on in my like parenting career, as I, I was an early childhood educator and yeah. my kids called me out. Ruby specifically was like, stop using your teacher voice, mom. And that was really, she's like, you're using your, first she called it my nice mean voice. And then she called it my teacher voice. And then I had nothing left up my sleeves. So I went queen. I can't handle what you're telling me. So I didn't know that I did that. And then I happened to have been on the phone with one of our friends from high school and I'm yelling at my kids because there's no reason to like censor myself with like somebody you grew up with because they've seen you at your worst. And she was like, what, what's, can you do the voice one more time? Like, I don't know. Tell me what's for dinner. Like, how would you be like, come for dinner? It's chicken and no, chicken parmesan. No, I would never do that in an angry voice. Okay. But just try to show me your voice. Can you call me when you're angry so I can hear I will call you when I'm angry and it's very weird. I get a little bit street and I can't believe what you're telling me right now. I, yeah, I go hard. (laughs) I love it. I need to hear that immediately. And maybe it's like a Long Island accent. I don't know. I feel like Long Island is different. That's like, that's like what my aunt does. She's like, hiya, Kimberly. That's like me telling you, oh my God, when I yell at my son, I, I speak like I'm from the Midwest. Like when you that doesn't like, make any sense, but like, by I, way, I don't even know how to do a Midwestern accent. So no, I can't even like, I feel like we watched Fargo and I felt like I could do it. What if I yelled in a Southern accent? And I was like, you get over here right now. Okay. First of all, <laughs> your Southern accent's terrible. <laughs> hold on. I got it. Hold on. Let me reset. Hold um, on. hold on. Yeah, no, I, by the way, hey, I'm surprised that you have such a bad Southern accent. No, I have a really good one, but now I'm trying, I'm like, I am like, I know performance it's, really hard anxiety. To do it. it's hard to do it on the spot. I um, really want to go. I really want to go dancing tonight. That's okay, pretty that's good. good. That was, I want to go that dancing tonight. I want to go, I want to go have dinner with my man. And then we're going to get a Some paper the hour. Uh, motel with one of those fancy uh, heart-shaped hot tubs and then we're gonna get those Godavis chocolates and we're just gonna <laughs> I don't know what town this is in the south or what state but like we're I'm both, really we're having totally fun canceled by the way by all of your southern listeners do you think no guys don't cancel me I'm I'm bad at it we need, well, but I think the problem is, is that we don't have enough people with Southern accents in our lives. I really so, want to, I think I'd go full cow. I think I'd go like You this. go cowgirl? I go yeah. real cowgirl. I'd be like, I'm going to be practicing for my rodeo, boys. You better have this house cleaned up because I'm not going to cook dinner in a dirty house when I come home. What do you think of that? So that's kind of sexy, to be honest. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I had a so I had a friend who was because I, I had told her about my accent, and she said, that, "So she's it's from Louisville, which I can't pronounce. She pronounces Louis- Louisville the right Louisville. way. Louisville. Okay. Louisville. So she said Louisville. that when she gets pissed, she goes into her her Louisville accent and sounds so sweet as sugar, nice. Right. And bless his she's heart. Like, she's it's like, bless oh, bless his, your heart. Oh, bless your heart. A hundred percent. So she's like, I will bring on that sweetness. She's like, and it drives everybody crazy. 
But yeah, I go hard. I go New York. For some reason with me, because you know my English accent's like Cockney. Yeah. And my Southern accent is like that, like really thick. I don't know why I can't just do like a light sprinkling is so I'm educated. Well, that's by the way, good. I like that Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to work on all these. This this podcast will turn into SNL in no time. Totally. I did want to talk about something and I wasn't sure if this is something I should start doing. So I guess maybe it's sort of like a poll. Now that we're going into people's houses again, most Mm. of us I'm hoping are vaccinated, et cetera. And we're going to parties. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that does this, but. Goes through their drawers and robs people. I don't rob people, but when I'm in the bathroom, I'll open up the medicine cabinet. <gasps> really? I'm sorry. Is that bad? Do you no. not? No. So here's my stance. I won't open the medicine cabinet because I'm always scared that things will fall out. Oh my God. I never even thought of that. Yeah. They could, there could be a landslide. Like if you open my medicine cabinet, it's anyone's guess. Okay. First of all, I've opened your medicine cabinet and no, nothing's ever fallen out. But now it's something to worry about. Yeah, I, I will say this because you did say this curating your medicine cabinet. Well, that's what I was wondering. Over. Okay, you that's did say what that. I was wondering. That's a really good topic because I will say this when I'm newly dating someone and I yes. know they're coming over, my medicine cabinet will look like an angel lives there. There's going to be a face wash, a serum. Just one. Just one. There's going to be you know, some Advil, maybe a hair tie. And then I take the rest of the things and I throw them in the closet. And then as you date me longer, suddenly it looks like a hoarder lives in my bathroom. Okay. So I guess my question is, do you like, should I, because I take medication. I do. I take medications. Like, should I be curating when I'm having people over like the same way that I clean off countertops, the same way that I like make sure that like all of my shoes are kind of put away. So I don't look like I have like, a sh- I'm a shoe hoarder. Should mm-hmm. I be curating my medicine cabinet? Because people are looking, you're telling me that you don't open I would medicine, never look. people's medicine cabinet. I would and now never I look. feel like I'm never going to be invited anywhere ever no, again. No, I would I just never outed look. I, I would never look in, but my reasons for not looking are like, A, I know I cause an avalanche and then uh, they'd be sitting out there and it would, you'd hear 30 pill bottles hit the floor <laughs> and it would just be horrible. That's number one. Number two, I'm just, I don't know. I would just get so scared. It's not because I respect people's privacy, which I do by the way, but I don't, here's the thing. I have definitely curated my, um, medicine cabinet when I'm newly dating someone just because I'm like, they're in there. Like, what are they going to find? I have to do some like, you know, recon in there. But I, you know what? I feel like every single person is on medication and like so that is medication. the least of your problems. Okay. So I guess takeaway is stop being so nosy, Kim. I, I, <laughs> look, I get it. You know, I get it. Shit. I'm not being invited to anybody's house ever again. I mean, I'll let you come over because you're always welcome to look through my stuff. You guys, Kim house? is the type of person that would like open the medicine cabinet and then come out and be like, I use that cream. Yeah. 
Um, no, I like that. I like that. Do you guys curate your medicine cabinets when you feel like someone can look inside? Are you doing this? We'd love to know. Let us know. DM me and let us know. Okay. So before we started recording, Kim and I were talking about how she is terrible at getting out of small talk. I'm so bad. I'm so so bad at at that. I hate small talk so much. I I hate it. And people are surprised to learn this, I think, but I'm, I'm bad at it. I'm so surprised. It seems like if I want to do what I can, but inside I'm, I'm not enjoying it. You know, you look at people having, I look at people having small talk and I'm like, why do they look like they're having such a good time? I literally am miserable when I'm having small talk. So what do you do? Like, how do you get out of a conversation? And how do you get out of a conversation when you're held hostage? But if I were in a bar and someone was talking to me, or if I was like, you know, in a coffee shop, or I was somewhere where I would just be like, okay, bye. Uh-huh. <gasps> no. Yes. No. I will be like, I'll be like, oh, oh my God, that's so funny. Hold on. And then I'll never come back. Oh, I can't do that. Jenna, I end It's up- the only way. <laughs> Wait, let me practice. Say something to me. So do you live around here? Uh, it, work. <laughs> it works. It works for me, right? Don't you feel? I can't do it. I literally- here, ask I, me a question. Ask me a question or say um, something to me. Like we're in a bar. So I heard that you were um, into this new book that you're writing. I don't know. Oh my, it's so good. <laughs> hold on. Oh my God. Hold on one sec. I'll be right back. <gasps> there, done. Stop it. I, would, I, you don't even say be right back. Cause then they're going to wait for you and like revisit. You just go, Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, Oh, I just have to go over there. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my line. I just have to go over there. You don't promise a return. You don't say I'll be right back. You go, Oh yeah, I love it. And then you say it as you're in motion. It's an ad. It's I'm like dying. a drive by. It's like a drive by goodbye. That's so what I it. would feel so bad. So this is so weird. And this is where you and I totally differ. I would feel so guilty that I would feel like I left and I have to go back because I left them hanging. We, and I even strangers? Have, there have been situations where like, we'll go to a place and I'll say to Dave or whoever I go with, like, Hey, if you see me talking to this person, it means I can't get out of the conversation. That's and he'll try to, to save me. me. He'll try to save me. And I'll like push him away because it's so uncomfortable. I don't know how to get out because at this point, this person is telling me the story about how their aunt died of cancer. And I'm like too deep in to be like, oh, I have to go by. Like, I can't do it. I'm actually so shocked. Cause if you guys knew me and Kim, like she's the tougher one. And I mean that in the best way. You're like a little more. I'm a bitch. Y- yeah. And I, I mean that as a compliment, but I have no problem not making small talk. It it bothers me so much. I think I would rather, I think I would rather pour alcohol on freshly shaven legs than have small talk and be trapped having small talk. I get stuck in small talk. I can't tell. I I don't know how to tell people to stop talking. I don't know how. It's very terrible. You have to literally just do what I do. A drive by, you have to say like, Oh my God, totally. <laughs> and do it in motion. And then just be like, I have to just go over there. They don't know that where would be over there is a Larry David episode for me. Cause <laughs> I would totally do that as somebody is telling me about like the well, worst thing that ever No, happened. don't do it. If someone's telling you the worst thing, like you, 
but that's but what people do. They tell me the worst thing that's ever happened do that to, to me too. And I say, Oh my God, I am so, and I mean it because you know, I've dealt with a lot of tragedy. I'm yep. empathetic. And I say, Oh my God, that is so, I'm so sorry. I have to go over there. Oh, I have to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I am so excited. I have to go over there. I have Just to go, go over practice. There. Go to your corner bar tonight and go practice. Wait a minute. I Can I use that when I'm fighting with Dave? A hundred percent. I hear what you're saying. I know you're angry. I shouldn't have done that. I just have to go over there. And then be like, oh, 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 I I gotta just hang on. I gotta, oh, I have to go over there. Would you think that would work when Ruby's yelling at me? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't no. work on teenagers. They're too scary. They're really um, scary. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. Kim, I love you. Thanks for coming back to social studies. Thanks for asking me to come back. I hope you come back again. I love you so much. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.